to season five of Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. This season, it's less punditry and more player voices for us. On the show tonight, we have Armagh Hotshot, Amy Mackin, Clare Jewel player, Neve O'D, Wexford captain, Aoife Tormey, Wicklow star, Jackie Kinch, and Cork star forward, Orla Cronin. Tonight, I am joined by Sports Talk's Tom Brown. Tom, ladies, it's a big year for ladies football this year. TG Cahar are in their 20th year of sponsoring the Ladies of Ireland finals and also their 20th year of covering the finals. Like over the last number of years, they've covered more games as well as the finals. Friday night, great advertisement for ladies football under lights in Kingspan Breffney Park. Yeah, absolutely brilliant for TG Cahar, their 20th year uh, covering all the games. And what a way to start with a fantastic game, Armagh and Tyrone. A big shout out has to go to the LGFA as well for the work they're getting done behind the scenes and getting those deals done and seeing that there's an opportunity to play those games on a Friday night under lights, um, stealing a march on the men's. Well, we'll get to the games and we'll start with the junior championship. It was round two in Group A for Mana were defeated 1-2 to 9 points by Wicklow. So Wicklow booked their place in the semi-finals and it's Carlo against Fermanagh then to determine who joins them in the semi-final and I suppose Wicklow will want to go back to the um, intermediate because they were relegated there. Antrim then in Group B it was Antrim 1-5 uh, Limerick 2-8 so Limerick themselves who won the title back in 2018 will be um, in the last four and um, Antrim and Derry then to see who will play will, who, who will join them in that last four so Tom you caught up with Wicklow's Jackie Kinch after their four point win over Fermanagh uh, Jackie before we start uh, how is the river walking going? The river walking's going it, it's cold this weather so it is Yeah I, I just read up that you were uh, river walking because of your uh, hip flexor injury that's actually an injury that if it's not managed properly it could, it could give you problems for years and give you back problems and everything so it's a, it's a good idea and a lot of people probably to pick, picking up a little bit of information on going river walking from you. Yeah well my tips, my hips would be very tight so they would and then I would have had a couple of back injuries uh, a couple of years ago so I suppose it could be a knock-on effect from that like you said there so um, I kind of realised it's I'm not getting any younger, so I needed to do something to to prolong the the career a little bit. Yeah, well, it's a it's, it's a good topic. It is, yeah. You really need to take your recovery into into consideration straight after games and even in the following day. The the lead or the follow up to 24 hours after the game is kind of the vital stage for recovery at this stage. So it is. That's great. Anyway, you got you got back for uh, this season. Um pandemic and all and river walking and all uh, it's great to see Wicklow in a semi-final of the All-Ireland after two good victories a 3-15 to 2-5 win over Carlo and now uh, nine points to 1-2 over Fermanagh yeah it's, it's great to get to an All-Ireland semi-final like I suppose with the year that's in it with Covid and everything it's even just been good to get out and play football so um, the fact that we're in an All-Ireland semi-final now is just an extra boost to the team that we can keep on pushing on now, hopefully. And it was a low-scoring game against Fermanagh. Tough playing conditions. Uh, Fermanagh would have been slightly favourites in our book. Yeah, there was a, a heavy wind up there, so there was. And we opted to play with it for the first half. And it kind of took us, I suppose, probably maybe 10 or 15 minutes to get used to the wind. Um, we got, Maybe we tried to force it a small bit with the wind or something, but... 
in the first half, we, we had a good bit of the possession, but when uh, Fermanagh got the, they were a little bit more clinical when they did get the ball up to their forwards. So um, in the second half, then when we were playing against the wind, we kind of learned from that that we needed to be clinical and hold on to the ball. And I think, to be fair, we've done it reasonably well as well. So kind of Fermanagh probably weren't expecting us to hold on to the ball and be as patient because they're a very strong team and they're very clinical on the ball as well. And they, they're a huge defending team. So I suppose uh, patience on our behalf was um, the benefit for us, so it was. Yeah, but even in the tough playing conditions, you still still, still scored nine points, um, which is a good return given the fact that uh, they are such a defensive team. Yeah, like, like I said, I suppose the fact that we were so patient and we kind of worked on it the week previous. Um, we worked on that, so we did a playing the extra player back and everything. So kind of in our preparation up to the game, it was good to be fair to our management team. They um, they had us well prepared for it that they had. So we were kind of half expecting that to a certain extent. And you, you now face either Derry or Ransom, is it, in the All-Ireland semi-final uh, with Limerick yes. qualifying from the other group. So um, you have the advantage of being able to see them in a couple of weeks, Derry and Ansrum playing. So that'll be a help to you. Yeah, even the um, Antrim were playing Limerick there yesterday, and it was it was nice to have a look at the game to see sort of what style of football they play as well. So um, I suppose we 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 probably ended up on the the better outcome of that that we can have a look at them as well. So we'll we'll prepare now for the next three weeks, and we'll we'll do our best at the training field. Well, it's great to be uh, still playing football this time of year. How are you adapting to the winter championship and going training in the conditions and? What's the buzz like around the uh, camp at the moment? Um, the buzz is actually great within the team, so it is, and especially after qualifying for an All-Ireland semi-final, it's kind of an extra buzz is, is in the camp. Um, training this time of the year, is it's always tough kind of trying to motivate yourself to go out into the cold weather, but once you're there and you're wrapped up and everything, it's fine, so it is. Um, you kind of forget about the cold and the weather and everything. Um and it's probably a little bit different as well because it's not your pre-season. Usually when you're going out in this weather, you're going out for your pre-season and you're running and it's probably not the most enjoyable aspect of football. But this year with the cold weather and stuff, you're kind of you're preparing for championship, which is a different style and it's probably a different uh, preparation for players as well going out at this time of the year as well. So it's, it's um, we, we're, I think every player is kind of on a learning curve with the way things have worked out. Yeah, you say about learning curve, it's even a learning curve with the wind and how to play against it. Like Normally you wouldn't be playing championship football around this time of year, so it wouldn't be something that you'd be speaking about in your team talk or that. The Christmas All-Ireland is uh, on the cards now, um, and it's a real possibility possibility for Wicklow. Yeah, no, that, that'll be a good one. It'll probably make Christmas a little bit sweeter, but We'll, uh, we'll worry, we'll take one step at a time and worry about our next game and kind of focus on that and we'll work towards that and prepare for that and then whatever comes after that, then we'll we'll take that then as well. As I as I like to say, one rung on the ladder at a time. We can't let you go before, uh, without asking about the, the Alan Kinch uh, Memorial Tournament that you run every year. Um, well, with the way things are working out, I'll probably have to wait and see what way the football season is working and fixtures and stuff like that as well. I was planning on leaving it till the same time in June next year, roughly around then, uh, just to see what way things are rolled out before and previous to that and then try and make a plan from there. So ho- hopefully we won't have to do another virtual event. Now the virtual event went absolutely brilliant. 
but it's it's nice to be able to see people in person and have a good good day and have a bit of crack up there on the day as well. So it is. And just explain to me the virtual event. Uh, how did that go down, or what did that entail? Um, so basically, there was a challenge thirty two. It was actually it was kind of ran throughout Ireland. Um, Bardstown suggested the idea to me, and I said, yeah, it'd be a great idea. So. You could do any sort of challenge with number three and two in it. So it could be for 32 seconds or 32 kilometers or whatever it was each individual wanted to do. And it was actually, we were, couldn't believe the support we got from everyone this year. I thought it would have probably been a little bit back on support and even donations towards Bardstown, but we, we actually couldn't believe the support we got towards uh, Bardstown this year again. People uh, really kind of get behind things when they, they see how important they are and it's it's great to have that around the locality as well. We'll move on to the Intermediate Championship and round one in Group 1. Wexford had a very good win over Offaly 3-10 to 1-8. In Group 2, it was Longford 2-6, Westmead 9-9, Westmead, very impressive, and I think they're favourites to go back up. In Group 3, Mead, 11 points, down 1-6, a good win for me, but they were made work hard for that game, a win by down. And in Group 4, a very tough group, because there's four teams in it, Kildare 2-11, Clare 1-12, so Kildare got off to a win and start, and Leash had a very comp- comprehensive win over Sligo, Leash 5-8, Sligo 1-4. So Tom, we'll hear from the Wexford captain, Aoife Tormey, the Slaney Siders had a very good win over Offaly. 3-10 to 1-7 win in the opening uh, round of the Intermediate All-Ireland Series. Uh, Offaly started pretty good though with three unanswered points, Aoife, and you're busy in the full back line. Yeah, the first, first five or six minutes, um, I think it, t- it took us that amount of time to settle into the game. Um, I think that wind, uh, I, I don't know if you, you could see it from, from um, the stream, I watched a small bit of it. Um, I, I don't. I don't think you could see how strong that wind was. It was. It was so so strong. So I think it took us those couple of minutes to adjust to to that to the wind, and they obviously capitalised with the, the couple of scores. But I think once we adjusted, we settled into the game really well. Yeah, and being involved in ladies football and in coaching ladies football, uh, the kick out is very very important. Um, difficult to have a game plan or tactics uh, when you have a big wind like that against you? Yeah, um, I mean, any kind of kickouts that, that we've worked on, um, any kind of tactics and plans for the, the ball almost go out the window with a wind like that um, because in reality, the short kickout is, is all that's really on because the ball just wasn't travelling. Um, the, the, the wind was slightly kind of going across the pitch as well, so... Um, you know the, the ball just wasn't really going where you wanted to go but I um I think we after those first five or six minutes we we managed to kind of sort it out we were playing the extra defender as well so um we had that extra player up there so we were able to use the space and, and find that spare player every time then after the first five or six minutes before we settled into it and I think it worked for us then and for the next game against Roscommon you'll have that advantage of having to solve that puzzle of the wind in the first couple of minutes so it's something that you can use to your advantage uh going forward yeah i suppose it's, it's probably is an advantage in playing it but i, I think from us common side i'm sure they, they watched the game yesterday i'm sure that they'll they'll figure out how we set up and they'll try and counteract it but uh, yeah i suppose we've got we've got the advantage of playing it and testing it now so i'm hoping next week won't, won't be as windy um but if it is you know we've, we've tried it anyway so 
I think we'll we'll hopefully get used to it a little bit quicker than we did yesterday. And from Ashley Murphy's 11th minute goal to level things to bring it to a goal to three points, you really kicked on after that. It kind of settled. You, you went on a Goran split. Yeah, um, yeah, Ashley's goal definitely settled us anyway. The uh, the girls, the forwards, done so well on the the offly kickouts. They pressed so so hard. We we turned over a lot of ball, and we capitalised on it. So, um, yeah, I think Ashling's uh, goal was was definitely the turning point for us. It kind of settled us into the game, and then we just pushed on. The girls were the girls were brilliant at pressing their kickout, and and done really well. And then what was the halftime message like for you? Then nine points up, going into a wind. Was it to be patient or was it to uh, press up and go for it? Um, um, so maybe patience on, on the ball, definitely. Um, but we, we definitely wanted to keep pushing and keep pushing and and still try to get the scores over. Um, I know in the second half we were with the win, but we kind of didn't really want to rely on that. We we, we, we had to still work hard um, because Offley did come come into the game kind of near the end. So like we, we never switched off. Um, we had to kind of keep going and keep pushing. So... Yeah, it was just keep pushing, um, you know, keep patience on the ball, smart play, and gladly it worked. And a first round win is always important, especially uh, as we mentioned there previously with Russ Common next week. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely delighted, but I think I think it's a sense of relief overall from everybody, you know, getting that first win. It's kind of you know you've you've one foot into the. You know, slightly closer to that All-Ireland semi-final um, but yeah it's definitely an overall sense of relief anyway especially from like how long it's been since we've played a competitive game Um, it's it's nearly the fair of the un- unknown after that first game yesterday so we're really delighted but definitely relieved to get the win. Yeah and as you said it was such a long layoff but this is a high pressure championship uh, no room for error only one team qualify from each of the groups uh how do you find a kind of new structure on that championship? Yes, it's definitely different. You know, you've kind of got you've got one chance and one chance only, but it definitely makes sense because you know we're, we don't really have a lot of time on our time. So I think everybody is just glad to be getting out and getting some game time, um, and it probably makes it a little bit more competitive if, if anything because everyone knows you know every day that you go out, it, it could be the last day that you're that you're out playing and, and it could be all over. So I think. I think the stakes are a little bit higher kind of every game that you go out. So it's definitely, you know, I felt yesterday it was definitely competitive, a lot more competitive. But um, yeah, it's a pity that, you know, we didn't get as, as much game, as get much game time as normal. But um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. But it makes training a little bit more intense as well, that you don't have those kind of, I won't say monotonous training sessions when you're kind of have a long season. It's kind of every play, every decision you make in the training uh, matters because you're you, you've a short window of a next competitive game yeah um so since we've been back because we've we you know we've, we haven't had that much time i think what is it, seven weeks or so it's all kind of been focused on gameplay and um, we've we've been really lucky because we've got such a big panel um so we, we've been able to play kind of as much in in-house games and a lot of game scenarios at nearly every night at training so it's definitely helped with the fact that we, we had such a, a huge break from not being together. Um, but yeah, the, having the huge panel there definitely helps. And like you said, it's not that those monotonous, um, awful training sessions that you would have been doing pre-season. You know, um, most girls have 
hopefully, you know, de- will definitely have kept themselves fit over lockdown and the time that we've we've not been together. So yeah, it's been really good. Just get, knowing when you're going to train that it's it's game plays, it's it's you know it's in house game. So yeah, it's been really really good. And just for yourself personally, it's an honor to captain any team, but to captain your county is very very special. Uh, do you enjoy being captain? Yeah, I do. I to be honest, it was it was a slight bit of a shock for myself anyway. But um, no, I'm I'm really delighted and um, I'm ho- hoping that we can push on now and hopefully it'll, we'll be here for another another few weeks at least. Anyway, uh, but yes, it, it's it's great being captain. Um, I I am enjoying it. It's a little bit more pressure, I suppose, going out in in a, in a match day. It's not just about you know making sure you're 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 going well and maybe the girls around you're going well, but it's kind of keeping everybody going and um uh, yeah, it's a bit more pressure, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. And did you get extra tasks then this year, like every other captain in the country, trying to motivate people and keep them motivated to do their lockdown running and all of that? Um, I mean, t- to be honest, the girls have been great. Um, you know, I don't think t- it's been ta- it hasn't taken a lot of motivation from the girls. You know, um, the only thing with ourselves is there been from from the start of our year um, over the league campaign, our squad has changed a lot. So. There are a lot of new girls that have just come in over seven weeks or so. Um, so they weren't really with us for the, the whole kind of lockdown. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of girls that are new to it. So it's just making sure that those girls feel welcome. You know, everybody is everybody's flying fit. So I'm sure those girls were were keeping themselves busy over lockdown. But, um, yeah, they're all great girls. Everybody is is willing each other on. So, yeah, it's an it's an easy task anyway. And have you any other fellow captains that uh, you maybe get some advice on? Because your performance can dip if you have all that extracurricular to do, that you're concentrating maybe more so on other players rather than your own kind of game style and plan. Yeah, so um, Mary, Mary Rose Kelly, the, um, last year's captain, um, she, she's she's a great friend and I've been speaking to her over the last little while and just getting some advice from her and, you know, like I said, I was slightly nervous about the whole situation and she kind of put me to ease because, you know, it is it is a big it is a it is a big thing to be, to be captain of your county. So um, it's great having Mary Rose there to, to speak to, you know, on the phone or um, over WhatsApp or whatever, whenever you need her with just any kind of advice. So, yeah, she's been a big, big help. And are you, are you enjoying the current winter championship? Uh... Can you see it? I know the training sessions can't, can't be too di- too uh, easy with the weather and uh, the kind of um, the wind and all of that. But uh, are you enjoying it as a whole? Are you delighted that they're back? Oh, definitely delighted to be back. If if I had it my own way, we would have been playing in the summer as normal. You know, the weather is a lot better and got the bright evening. And you're going to train and or whatever. But um, look. We, we had to adjust to it. Everyone has to adjust to it. I'm, I'm just delighted, like everybody else, to be back playing now, really, and and just getting the chance of, of that All-Ireland Championship that a couple of months ago we, we probably thought was never going to happen with, with the way everything was going. So there's, you know, there's nothing you can do, only adjust to the change in the weather. Um, it's, it's kind of like back playing in the league at the start of the year, to be honest. I don't know what kind of time of the year it is. and But, um, yeah, it look, it is what it is. Um, there's days like like yesterday when you know there's a, the wind was strong. 
it was cold and you're kind of wishing that it was the middle of July. But um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, everyone's adjusted to it. So yeah, I'm just delighted to be back playing, to be honest. Tom, I was at the game on Saturday between counties Longford and Westmeath from 1 to 15. And even the subs that Westmeath brought on, Sarah McCormick scored two goals. They're extremely impressive, very strong. And I think even at this early stage, they are hot favourites to go back up to the senior ranks. Yeah, Westmead were very, very impressive. What was impressive about Westmead was their kind of structure and the work rate of the players on off the ball. Like you've seen the likes of Joanna Matter after losing the ball, she galloped back into the half-back line, set up a nice screen. Now their half-back line, as it was, was very, very strong with Lorraine Duncan wing-back, Fiona Claffey, and then Vicky Carr. Um, and then there were six forwards, Karen Hegarty, very, very good, very, very good inside forward. But they just seem to have a nice game plan. But they, what they seem to do is what's gonna it's gonna be needed if you go out, get up to Crow Park and that girls running strongly with the ball and being able to hop and solo it and cover ground and lay it off and fast moving attack. If you look at Galway uh, from last year, that's what they kind of built upon. And if you look at Dublin, that's what they built upon. And they're definitely the front runners uh, from the first round of games. Yeah, and then Group Four is going to be extremely tight because you've got counties like Kildare, Leash, Sligo had a defeat last week, so they'll be hoping to bounce back. And uh, me, they're in there as well. So I think the intermediate championship, obviously, the senior there's a few counties where the intermediate and the junior is going to be very good this year because promotion is the prize, which is great to see for both counties. Though there's no relegation from the senior or the intermediate. I think probably is right for the year that's in it. We moved to the senior championship and it was round one. In group one, a really good win for Kerry and the really signals their intentions in this game. Kerry 5-14, Cavan 13 points. In group two, last year's beaten finalist Galway did an arrow win over Tipperary and Ashley Maloney scored 1-10. We know what a kind of a player she is. In group three, Dublin 2-13, Donegal 2-10 and Donegal made the All-Ireland champions work so hard and if anyone gets to see it or even put onto YouTube the goal that Sinead Ahern got it was just typical Halloween freakish goal I think the weather did help in that and in group four Armagh 6-16 Tyrone 3-13 and Amy Macken back from injury she scored 1-6 and I think they'll push Mio for a place in the semi-finals so Tom you caught up with Armagh forward Amy Macken after that game Yeah it was a nice return I suppose um We've been waiting for that moment for a long time and it was nice to get back on the pitch and just get on the score sheet. But overall, we're just happy with the team performance and how we went about the game. And we spoke uh, about this time last year, uh, you were recovering from your cushioned uh, knee ligament injury. With all that's gone on since, uh, how was recovery? And it uh, obviously didn't hinder your left peg too much. No, well, obviously when I was talking to you, it was very, very early on um, in my rehab. So it was hard to know what were you if you ever get back to that level but um, I suppose I put the work in especially over lockdown and stuff and I'm just happy to be back and hopefully long may continue and 1-6 on your return uh, it's a good score yeah it's not bad but I think overall the performance um, <clears throat> you know a lot of work out the field from my teammates got me on the ball and that's all I had to do that's my job so if I didn't do it I'd be, I'd be getting a few words <laughs> and of course Aoife with her uh, TV hat-trick uh, it would give the Mayo camp in a couple of weeks' time something extra to think about. Yeah, I've been on the panel as long as Aoife as well. She's probably been on a wee bit longer, but she's always been, you know, that wee part in our team that, you know, she'll always step up in the right 
the right moments. And thankfully, she did the other night. She does a lot of good running off the ball, and she was there in the right time on Saturday, on Friday night. Sorry. And she took her goals very, very well. It's very easy for yeah. you to get into those positions and maybe take one out of uh, two or three, but to take three is a very good return and something that she must be yeah. working on. Yeah, and we do work on it in training. You know, Aoife running off the ball, she's very hard to stop. She's very fast, very um, strong. So when she gets in the right positions, you know, that's just going to hit the net. So we're just lucky that she did get get there and she'd have the goals and a special moment for all players both Arma and Tyrone playing under the Friday night lights of uh, TG Carr and ladies football uh, very special experience yeah it was different not many games we played on Friday night but it was great that it was televised and all the games will be televised that's another step in the right direction for the LGFA and yeah as you say it's just it's just good to get back out there and play in championship football and just describe the buzz. It must be some buzz at training, knowing that you're going to be playing Friday Night Lights. You, the TG Catter and Ladies Football kind of stole a march on the men's by uh, having yeah. it kind of as prime time TV there for the start of what was going to be a, a kind of marathon of uh, Gaelic football over the weekend. Uh, just describe what was the training like and the buzz. No, uh, <clears throat> obviously in the back of your mind, it's you're probably a wee bit thinking about it, but as a team and in the camp, we were... 100% just focused on the job we had to do. Um, I don't know whatever it is about Friday night lights, but it feels a wee bit more special, doesn't it, when it's under the lights? Um, but yeah, in the camp, we were just 100% focused. Uh, we knew Tron would come out strong, especially after the, the last day we played them, and we knew they'd set up a wee bit differently, but um, no, 100% focused on the game, and that's all we wanted. Well, it showed it uh, from the first couple of minutes because the, the game as a whole was high scoring, it was free, it's good skill. Uh, good pace again, but it was a frantic start. Yeah, Tyrone probably started the better, and we were probably a wee bit disappointed at that. They got a wee bit of a lead, but um, we didn't panic, which was a good thing. And we sort of just stuck to our game plan. And we knew when the chances were come, like the likes of Aoife and Kelly, and I think we got a good few goals in the first half. So that sort of brought us back into it and sort of let us go on in the second half with a wee bit more in us then. And weather conditions, what were they like? Uh, I know from where we were situated in Ireland, it was pretty bad. But what was it like um, last Friday night? To be honest, it wasn't too bad. Um, I think it was worse for the game last night. Um, the pitch was in great condition. Um, and the weather wasn't too bad. It was a bit cold, but sure, that's to be expected in October. And you have a little bit of time now before the 14th uh, to challenge your Mayo. With only one qualifying from the group then, um, it's really in All-Ireland in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto will play Mayo first next week. Um, it's hard to know. It's hard to know what I every other county's at what's happening in their camp just with everything that's going on so it's hard to sort of harder to prepare for a game now than what it usually is but we'll look at them next week and as you say yeah it'll be an all-around final for us no matter what way it goes next week with them against Tyrone um it's a wee bit more difficult with just one team going through so it'll be the be all or end also we'll prepare well and give it a go and see how we get on well you really are kind of in the box seat now as you get to see Mayo versus Tyrone on the seventh with all the kind of analysis that goes on now you'll be well prepared and tuned in as to what uh, Mayo will bring to the table and to get that vital win yeah well I suppose it does give us a wee bit of a chance to see how they're going but I think you can never look too much in because they could come the next day against us and be a total different outfit or a total different tactic so you just have to be ready for anything it'll be nice to get to see how they set up a wee bit but you know we've played them the last few years played them last year sorry and you sort of know what they're about. They're always going to be a physical, strong team, fast-paced team. So we just have to prepare as well as we can in the circumstances and, yeah, see how we get on in two weeks. And since you came back from the lockdown 
How is the girls reacting to the kind of the, the pandemic or the, the new rules and new instructions under the pandemic? Yeah, well, it's, we sort of got used to it with the club scene. I think everyone, the protocols were in place from the club and just have been moved on to the county. It's sort of the same thing. So when you started back with your club, it was sort of new and you were trying to get used to it. And then going into the county scene, it was sort of a bit easier because you'd already been through it, you know, with the club. But I think everyone was just ready to get back, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and the maddest year that's ever happened it's nice to get a bit more normality back in and something that we've we do every year you know so it's nice to get back so we'll move on to the liberty insurance camogie championship and in the senior championship group one round two cork three twelve wexford one eight cork played the first game after roughly gave them a walk over the week before and um, they were at least into the last six, but a showdown with Galway. We'll see who goes straight to the semi-finals. And then Galway, 3-13, awfully three points, and it was too easy for the All-Ireland champions. So after the Cork game, Tom spoke with Cork's Orla Cronin. Okay, so I'm delighted to be joined by Orla Cronin uh, off the back of a 3-12-1-8 victory over Wexford. Orla, it must be great to be back on the pitch uh, after... A first round walkover over Offaly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to finally get out. You know, I thought I, th- I think we thought that this um, championship would never come around. You know, so um, to finally get out and play a game, you know, we were we were very happy to just get it done and you know move on um, to the next round. Like even earlier on in the year, the league we had games cancelled because of storms, and then coming into this game. Um, against Wexford, you know, we heard that there was another storm on the way at the weekend and we were thinking, God, like, will Cork Mogi ever play um, championship this year at all? And after last year's disappointment, uh, being beaten in the semi-final, I know that's not acceptable to the Cork Mogi la- ladies. It must have been a massive, massive boost for you to get back out onto the field and actually get a competitive game rather than just going through training scenarios. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, there's only so much, I guess, that you can do in those trainings and in any kind of internal games or anything like that, there's there's nothing like actually getting um, a competitive game. Um, so yeah, like we had a very um, competitive game there at the weekend, but Wexford, you know, they were no easy feat. And um, as I said, I guess our performance wasn't, you know, near probably where we needed to be at, but, you know, we, we got the win in the end. And um, I think that game will stand to us going forward. And uh, you had a nice spread of sco- scores around uh, the field with eight players scoring. Uh, you were deadly accurate from uh, freeze. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like personally, I, I I would be happy with that, of course. And I think, I guess, this time of the season as well, you know, free-taking will become more and more important, I guess, with the game being probably more physical and, you know, slower ground, things are going to be closer and, you know, more freeze may likely be given. So... I think frees are crucial, so I, I was happy with them. Um, and, you know, I can, I'm just going to try to do my best with them going forward. Because um, obviously I'm taking over from a role from Orla Cotter, you know, who has been, who's got um, one of the best records, I'd say, on them. Um, and, yeah, as for the scores, you know, I guess um, it's it's great to see that we've got a spread of scores and that's kind of what you want going forward. It doesn't really, doesn't matter who ends up with those scores. It's... Um, it's just getting them on the board. So, yeah, we, we were very happy there with, um, I guess, the return. Um, but we'll, we'll need to improve that um, going forward as well. And you're taking over from a lady who had ice in her veins when she was taking her 
free freeze uh, Orla Cotter uh, scored a spectacular free to win you in All Ireland a couple of years back. Is there advice that you can get from her? Does she give you advice, or is there anybody at your club that you kind of uh, lean on for advice on the free taking? Because it is a specialist subject. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Since coming into the setup with Cork, I've probably been, you know, watching Orla Cotter taking frees for the last few years. You know, practicing alongside her. Um, so there's definitely things you would pick up, um, but you know, it, it was evident that nothing faced her and she always stuck to her routine and, you know, be it whatever situation she was in, she always, you know, remained cool, you know, over those frees. I think that alone is probably, uh, and it's, it's trying to get, it's trying to get good at that, I think is probably the challenge. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess for any free taker, it, it's all about your routine and the process you go through. So um you know you'll have different uh weather and you know different elements faced towards you but i think if you can just try to keep the things that you can control the same um you know they they'll hopefully go well for you so i guess that's just what i'm gonna focus on for the next few weeks and with the winter championship brings the wind and the rain and the kind of dampness and kind of the more difficult freeze uh the wind the wind factor is something that you're gonna have to kind of apply to your uh, practice and apply to your free taking out because it is going to be important especially with the game kind of slowing down a little bit yeah i think so um and i think i've definitely struck freeze in really bad conditions like i can think back to ashburns there where we've had you know hailstone and gale force winds coming across the field where you know you'd pick up the ball and the ball would nearly blow away from me so I mean, hopefully now we won't have conditions as severe as that. You'd be hoping not. But um, yeah, they will have to be taken into consideration. But I guess if I can just try to keep to, you know, your usual routine and not have to alter it too much, um, that's kind of where you get your success. So um, yeah, look, we'll just have to, we'll have to play it as it is and, you know, take into consideration what kind of day you have and, you know, what the factors are there. Um, but, you know, I, I won't be trying to change too much either you know and this year has been going nicely for you already with uh, your club clinching the um, county championship uh, after the defeat last year you rectified it this year uh, a great win for Enniskeen yeah it was absolutely brilliant um, definitely a highlight of 2020 you know so far for me um, and I guess like every other county player and you know club player it was really nice to have that I suppose separation between club and county and you know having that time to dedicate your time solely on the club um which I guess you know county players haven't had the opportunity as much to do in the last few years um so yeah like we had some really tough battles there and lead up to our win with club um particularly the quarterfinal you know we overcame a really tough battle against Black Rock um, and I guess that gave us huge confidence going ahead, you know, because we came back from, I think it was something like 13 points down at one stage. And I think that really stood to us, you know, just even proving to ourselves that we kind of had that resilience. Um, so I think, you know, once we got to the county final, then, you know, we had no, we, <laughs> there was no other choice really, but for us to go out and win it. So I think we're happy, you know, we really made that step this year um to to win it and playing off senior now next year for 2021 it's where we wanted to be so yeah we're, we're all delighted um and yeah definitely a massive achievement for us in a scheme and it's something that we talk about sometimes here in sports talk with different club and inter-county players not being uh, as effective for county as with club or the opposite 
But uh, you seem to be on a steady leadership curve there. 13 points in the final. Um, I think it was six from freeze. Uh, you must be delighted with that. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um, you know, it, it was nice, I suppose, to get the games there with club, you know, where you can, um, I suppose, you can just work on your own individual performance, you know, maybe a bit more. And it's obviously very different than to county. It's kind of a whole different, you know, it's a whole different standard, a whole different scene and, you know, a lot more competitive. But, yeah, I mean, look, the there's loads to work on for myself you know I, I still have a lot a lot of work to do and there'll be some days you'll be on the scoreboard and other days there won't but you know you'll be just after putting in just as much the effort so um you know I think besides besides being on the scoreboard there's a lot of things to to tell you you know that you're after having a good game or not so um I think you know those kind of players that may not be on the scoreboard are often overseen you know and and not really, you know, rated as much. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of important as well for uh, teams, you know, to acknowledge as well. And a player that we uh, greatly admire at Sports Talk, Ashley Thompson, uh, for her work rate and her fight in the middle of the field for uh, in a Camogie game, uh, is back in your ranks this year. Uh, a big influence to have back, but also you have uh, younger players back in, uh, introducing themselves to the Cork scene. Yeah, I think that's a huge boost for us, um, for Cork, like having Ashley back, you know, her physicality alone and her determination, you know, you, you can't, you can't um, not miss that. So it's great having her there back in the middle of the field. Um, and yeah, younger players, absolutely. There, you know, there was a lot of debuts for us over the weekend for their first championship game. So, you know, really good performances by Izzy O'Regan, Fiona Keating and Ellen Murphy, you know, it's like their first championship game for Cork and, you know, they really stood up and, and gave a great performance. So that will give them huge confidence as well. Um, obviously, uh, a more difficult challenge now coming to us this weekend. Um, but I think it's great for them to have that first game under their belt. You face Galway next week, uh, Renning All-Ireland Champions, the beat you last year in the semi-final. You have qualified for the All-Ireland uh, quarterfinals, um, but this is a nice uh, game to see how you are and see what your level is at uh, so far in this season. Yeah, it is. It's very, it's a, it's a good one to look forward to, you know. Um, like, obviously, Galway are the, the standard at the moment, you know, where where every team wants to be at so you know we have a tough task ahead of us but look as you said we're qualified for the quarterfinal so you know we can go up here and we have nothing to lose you know obviously we'll go there to win um but it will be a tough task um you know seeing Galway's form um since last year since they've become you know all Ireland champions they've really shown why they are so um you know that'll be a difficult challenge for us at the weekend but you know we can just only go up and try learn a lot more from that, that game as well and you know pull off a good performance if we can and with all the uh, live tv going on at the moment all eyes will be on that game and i think i think if that's one thing that has you know uh covid that has given us you know really is that um more you know screening of our games and you know the streaming there of club championships and everything it was it was brilliant so um, this is it, you know, this is where us as Camogie players can showcase, you know, what, what we're about. And it's great to have that more numbers, you know, tuning in and watching it. Um, so, yeah, like, look, this is our platform now where we can show the spectacle of Camogie. So, um, you know, hopefully get, we get those viewers tuning in and watching it. Then, yeah, and we move on to Group 3. And this was the final round of games. Clare 118, 
Dublin won seven. Clare booked their place in the quarterfinals with a fine win over Dublin. Now, Clare's Nevo D had a busy weekend and played with the footballers on Sunday. So she spoke to Tom about her, her weekend. Up and down weekend, uh, Neve, uh, 118 to 17 victory with the Camogies on Saturday and then on Sunday, 211 to 112 against Kildare. Heartbreaking defeat that. Um, we'll start with the Camogie. Um, on Saturday, after a disappointing uh, game, you you bounced back with a cracking win against Dublin. Yeah, no, look, uh, Saturday was super. The Camogie was a super win. I suppose we were very disappointed after the chip game. And as a group, I suppose we didn't really feel we did ourselves justice in that game. So I think it was more so going out and focusing on our own performance. And thank God then the result came as well. So it was a great boost now for the whole panel. And everyone's kind of buzzing after it, so it's excellent. And it appeared to us uh, from game one, say, looking at the team sheet, that you were going with a young, inexperienced side. Uh, maybe some players that had never played before. Would that be a fair assessment? Um, it, look, there's a lot of youth and experience in the panel overall. Uh, Clare had good success underage the last while with Camogie, so we're trying to blend, bring them through, keep the old heads there as well. There's a... a a big blend there. You've a lot of older older ones, a lot of younger ones coming through, 17, 18 year olds. So it's kind of trying to give them a taste of it as well. And look, they're all pushing as well. So it's it's all going to training ground. Who's pushing there? And that's been shown in the team selections then as well. Yeah, and I think any neutral looking in on it would look at uh, Claire and see that uh, you are going through a little bit of transi- transition period and you will get defeats like that against Tipperary. It was the first game out. But that was a cracking win against uh, Dublin, 118 in the conditions and all. Yeah, um, I suppose the scoreline, um, it's, it's nice to see from a clear point of view. It's not that often that we get put up that big of a score. We know we're capable of doing it. Uh, like if you see some of the girls in training, like they're finding and then it's kind of disheartening you go out in the day like the tip like the, the tip game and put up such a poor show that day, I suppose. Uh, a bad start that day kind of put us in the back foot and we just didn't get into our rhythm. We're kind of chasing the game the whole time. Whereas against Dublin, we got off to uh, a decent start against the wind and then we just pushed on the second half, which is excellent. It shows the character that's in the panel and in, in the whole team and management and all. Just stuck to our, our game plan, pushed on. And look, you, as you could see on Saturday, the girls were enjoying playing, I suppose, and that makes a big difference. Once everyone's enjoying playing, um, it becomes much easier. And you saw that on Saturday with the result. And how nice was it to get a win in, uh, on Horm Turf? He was. Look, the wonderful conditions weren't great, obviously, with the weather we've had the last while, but... To get a win is great, but to get a win on home to Perth then I suppose is, is extra is extra good. Um just a good boost for us. Um yeah, so especially on home turf, lay down a marker. And after the, the last couple of seasons that you had qualification for the quarterfinals, that must be a big uh, buzz around the camp now that you uh, actually qualified. Uh, it's an excellent look. I suppose at the start of the year if we'd met a quarter final we'd have we'd have taken it, but now that we're there. Uh, we're not going to rest on our laurels. It's it's been a long time since we've been in the quarter final. I think it's only maybe two or three of us that are, are still around the panel that have played in the quarter final. So it's a, a new experience for a lot of the players, but I'm sure it's something something that they'll relish and look forward to. And do you know who you're playing yet, uh, Neve, or is it an open draw for the quarterfinals? Um so we're waiting on results for next week. So it's ourselves and Tip from our group, and then it's probably looking like more so Watford and then the losers of Cork and Galway. So as far as I know, then it's an open draw to that. But it's not really clear, really, to be honest. And such is the life of a jewel star. Little time to rest in your laurels on Saturday. Uh, you were back at it on Sunday with the Clare football. Um, can you just explain kind of your routine in that 24-hour period? Be uh, pre-game, say, for instance, in the Camogie, and then winning that game and then trying to get yourself refocused for a football match the next day? Uh, 
it's probably good in a way. Uh, so like, I suppose Friday night, you do we'd uh, poke around with camogie, uh, nothing major, just poke around. So it's just eating right, getting to bed early, and then keep my own routine. So get up in the morning, do my own thing, uh, going for a walk or that, and then play the game. Probably nearly nice because you're not you're not overthinking anything. Then either like kind of brain taking it hour by hour, really and truly, it's just getting into recovery after the game. So having a meal, going home, relaxing, going to the TV it was a great day with all the sport I was on. So it was easy on Saturday. And then the same on Sunday, like I suppose if you, if you overthink it, it's nearly worse. Like you're nearly wondering, have I an ache, have I pain, have I this, have I that? But if you kind of just get on with it, take it hour by hour and just, it nearly, it's nearly a distraction as well in a way. So look, I'm so used, to, so used to this stage now that it's nearly, if it's not a double weekend, you're nearly wondering what you'll do the next day. So it's it's kind of normal at this stage now for, for a lot of the dual players. And would you, you see any advantage or disadvantage going from, Hurling to football, or maybe football to hurling. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter, really and truly. Um, like I was saying, if you overthink it, you're nearly feeling tired the next day. But it's kind of just getting on with it. The two sports, I suppose, are transferable over and back. Like so, regardless of whether you're doing football or camogie, a lot, of, a lot of the the overall characteristics are the same. Do you know what I mean? So. And uh, unfortunately, you came up a little bit short against Kildare, who are a good side. The intermediate All Ireland Championship is very tightly competitive this year. Um, but all is not lost. You're in a group of four, and you still have Sligo unleashed to come. Yeah, look, it was disappointing overall. We played Kildare now a good few times um, down through the years. 2016, sure, they beat us in the Ireland final. We beat them then in the group stages maybe two years ago, and then they got they got the better of us then on Sunday. Look, it's all look. It was disappointing, but it's 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 not over yet. I suppose we have two more games, and it's that's for us now to refocus, not drop the heads, and hope then that we can get over Leash and get over Sligo and then hopefully they'll slip up along the line somewhere. Yeah, and it's something that you can focus solely on for next weekend, the game against Leash. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice now to just go back to, I suppose, just mind myself this week, get myself right and then just have one game next weekend. Um, and then for the following weekend again, it's back to a double weekend. So, look, it's great to be playing. I'm not complaining at all about playing games. It's great to be playing week in, week out. I'd rather play a game every weekend than, than to be out in the slog running or training. So Just as you were saying there, you're participating every weekend really now in the uh, Winter Championship, as people are calling. How is the buzz in the camps or what's the feeling amongst the players down in Clare uh, as regards to the restrictions and going out on the field and all the protocols? Uh, you're happy enough to do so? Uh, no one was forced to do anything, I suppose. It was down to personal, personal uh, decisions, really. But the majority of the girls have uh, stepped up. Everyone's doing what they're meant to be doing. There's great COVID officers in both the camogie and the football side of things. So look, there's very little left to us. Like we nearly, it's a routine at this stage. It's the new normal, I suppose, is the saying as it goes now. Listen, folks, that's it. Please stay tuned over the next few weeks where we will have lots of player interviews and a few surprises as well. So check out our Facebook page and our Twitter page. We'll be back next week. So until then, mind yourselves and stay safe.